Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU basketball nearing the home game of the season. Win and you stay in the at-large discussion. The radio voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, joins us live. His formula for BYU making the big dance. Plus, big deal, no deal on five tasty topics. And what's a bigger win for Cougar Hoops at St. Mary's? With the prospect of beating Gonzaga at home. Let's go. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Wednesday, February 19th, what is up? BYU Sports Nation back at it live from Studio 2. I'm Spencer Linton alongside the real Jerem Jordan. Wherever and however you may be listening, glad to have you with us. Let's roll out the show starters. From last night's coach's show, some injury updates. Jeremy, you just got this news. Kyle Con- well, it happened last night, so I'm... But you, did, you just, <laughs> got, just it, got it, You just got it. Kyle Collinsworth had an MRI Monday. No structural damage on his knee. In his knee. Oh, that's such good news. Some swelling. He was on a bike yesterday. Uh, expected to practice today. Luke Worthington, shoulder sprain. Practice yesterday. He's sore. So that's good news. It could, that could have been, hey, two guys out for the Gonzaga game. Or longer. When Kyle Collinsworth hurt his knee against St. Mary's, it, the thought flashed through my mind, done for the season. Absolutely. Torn ACL or something. That was MCL. awful to like, watch. Oh, man. So the fact terrible, that he has no structural terrible. damage, great Ugh. news. Two wins in Moraga. You know what else is good news? And I know you're on pins and needles about this. ESPN's Joe Lunardi has BYU back in the tournament as the last team in. <laughs> Believe it, Jerry. Better to be in than not be in. That's true. BYU also battling in the sixth fan competition for a chance to win 100000 bucks for athletic marketing. Tweet hashtag sixth fan and BYU to keep the Cougs in front of Western Carolina. Can you remember the mascot, Jerem? The Catamounts, Down baby! Down go the Catamounts! I can hear it already. The NFL Combine just days away. Five different BYU players invited. Cody Hoffman will be the first to go. He was listed as a guy that has something to prove. In an article uh, this morning that I tweeted out, he was listed uh, as, yeah, someone that has something to prove. So Sunday, Cody Hoffman will perform uh, at the Combine. Monday, Van Noy, Unga, and Manu Maliuna, and Tuesday, Sorensen. Drills like 40-yard dash, bench press, vertical leap, uh, jump, broad jump, three-cone drill, shuttle run, among others. Three-cone drill, shuttle run. Yes. What are we doing Exactly. That's was, that was my next question. Are we going to have... A BYU, a BYU Sports, Sports Nation, Nation combine. combine. We need to do that. I just want. I want to at least run the forty and and do the the you broad sh- jump. You should do the Rich stuff. Eisen NFL Network. He in runs it every suit. year in a full suit, <laughs> his shoes and everything. I'm it's in a suit awesome. enough. I swear. Join our conversation by using the hashtag BYUSN. That hashtag all about giving BYU fans a 24 seven avenue to link up across BYU Sports Nation. Have your say whenever, wherever, and while you're at it. Sound off on today's juicy Twitter question. What is bigger for BYU, the win at St. Mary's or a win at home versus Gonzaga? Use hashtag BYUSN. To me, it's Gonzaga. And to me, it's St. Mary's. We will discuss. (laughs) Yes, we will. Ton of tweets coming in about this. Keep using the hashtag BYUSN. Oh, by the way, BYU Sports Nation airs weekdays, noon Eastern, 10 a.m. Mountain on Sirius XM Channel 143, BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, the TuneIn app, and Dish Network Channel 980, our show on demand at BYURadio.org, and rebroadcast weekdays at 7 Eastern. Guess what happens on March 6th in Las Vegas, Jeremy? Simulcast, that baby! That is correct. 
What happens in Vegas will be broadcast in Las Vegas on BYU Sports Nation. Thank you for changing that. I'm just so over that phrase. Yeah, it's lame. <laughs> Greg Rebell joins us at 18 minutes after the hour, the radio voice of the Cougars. I now implore you to rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Bigger win, St. Mary's or Gonzaga? Missed the first one. And the rebound down to BYU. And the Cougars with a huge comeback to get the road win at St. Mary's and take over second place in the West Coast Conference. We've already stated our sides on this, Jaron. But before we get into the nitty-gritty, let's listen to a couple of guys that have maybe... Different perspectives. I don't know. Assistant coach Tim McComan, Blaine Fowler. Let's play those bites back to back. We played through, you know, some tough spurts where we couldn't get baskets to go down, and and we played through some spurts where, uh, you know, our defense wasn't the best, and uh, and we grinded it out, and uh, it was a great win. Guys were were really excited, and now you know we're just trying to figure out uh, how to get ready for the next one. See what happens is all these guys are saying they're the first two out. That shame because they're all assuming that they'll lose to Gonzaga on Thursday. That's why that is such an important game. Okay, so Tim Lacombe talking about the St. Mary's game. He called it a great win. We didn't ask him this question per se. He just kind of we we asked him a few questions and then he kind of went off on his his own little tangent, which is was was great. It was great to have him in the studio about he gave how us big St. Mary's great was. Great insight, and it was, and what it meant to the BYU basketball team. And then Blaine Fowler talks about the Gonzaga game because it's obviously next. They're ranked 25th in the country. I don't think the argument here is that one game is is not big. Both games Both are Both games are big. Huge. Which game's bigger? Which game is bigger? I say St. Mary. I say St. Mary's. Why? Be, do we have enough time? Probably not, but I'm going to try and get, I'm going to try and tell you. <laughs> there is no discussion for at large for BYU without the win at St. Mary's. Gonzaga is infinitely bigger. Because BYU won at St. Mary's. There's no Game 7 if you don't win Game 6 for BYU in this NCAA tournament discussion. They're done. If they don't win at St. Mary's, they are not getting in as an at-large team. Period. Not to mention the confidence buildup coming back to Provo playing Gonzaga. If you beat St. Mary's, if you lose to St. Mary's on the road and have to come home and play Gonzaga, good luck. It gets that much tougher. BYU could have lost a close one against St. Mary's, and then if BYU run, ran Gonzaga out of the gym, they'd still be, they still would have been okay in my mind in terms of what you get out of these games. Because to me, BYU's not going to get an at-large. So it's all about scenic and momentum, regardless. But Gonzaga is now a ranked team coming into the Merritt Center. It's again on ESPN2, and it's on a Thursday, so it's not as uh, buried as it would be on a Saturday against St. Mary's. And so now if BYU beats Gonzaga on Thursday, that makes some noise because a ranked team lost. Always bigger than a team whose best win is North Dakota State, or North Dakota, which is St. Mary's, that you beat Gonzaga at home. Is so, anybody talking about this game on Thursday? Really? From a national standpoint, if BYU doesn't beat St. Mary's? I don't think people are really talking about it that much. But they would if BYU won the game. And so I think BYU wins this game. I really do. Which brings me to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Yes, it is. On March 19, 2011, BYU beat Gonzaga by 22 points in the second round of the NCAA tournament in Denver. A memorable win. One that has scarred Gonzaga, by the way. 
In BYU's first season as a member of the WCC the next year, the Cougars won by 10 at home to the Zags. Since then, BYU's lost five in a row to the Bulldogs. How many days has it been since BYU beat Gonzaga? A lot. Abraham Lincoln would say 37.4 score. <laughs> or in modern terms, 748 days. That ends tomorrow. And I think it's a bigger win than the St. Mary's one. You're right. It's not as big a deal to BYU fans if uh, BYU doesn't beat St. Mary's. But the but Gonzaga by itself, this will be this could be BYU's best win of the season total. Bigger than Texas if they win because of where it is in the schedule. Do you feel better now? I never felt bad. I'm going right back to my argument. Listen, the Gonzaga game feels ginormous because of a win at St. Mary's. Like it, the Gonzaga game is just kind of like you're yeah, right. Yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. It okay. is bigger. All right, the, the fan base is re-energized. You don't you don't lose the Pacific and then get excited. Exactly. But you do when you beat St. Mary's and then you have a ranked team they're, coming to town. They're the, intertwined. Ri- the rival. Utah's not the rival with BYU anymore. You could argue that St. Mary's is now BYU's rival. BYU hadn't beat St. Mary's in West Coast Conference play before this year. But Gonzaga is the team in this conference. BYU's come in and the other the other teams in the conference, namely Gonzaga and St. Mary's, and look at Portland and Pacific storming the court when they beat BYU, respect the heck out of BYU because of Jimmer and that team. Okay, well, we have we have a t- there. There's so much we can we can delve into this with. Let's just win both, and then it's awesome. Speaking How about of that? delving, the the del of a dagger, the satisfaction that comes from beating St. Mary's, yeah, del of we'll, a comeback. We will we will dig into this a little bit more. <laughs> right now, let's just keep it rolling. Topic two: the living brackets. Carlino for the triple. Okay, this is this is becoming a daily uh, a, a piece of excitement for me because B- where BYU is in the bubble discussion, especially with the nation's leading bracketologist Joe Lenardi, they're in or out or out on the bubble. Last four out, first four in. Uh, sometimes they're playing well. They're they're they get a bye, and then everyone's super happy in BYU Sports Nation. It is fun to watch. BYU being discussed on the bubble. It makes it it's I'd prefer they not be on the bubble. Severely and be in. intriguing for me. It's it's painful and it's a little annoying, but it's a good annoying. Like I'm glad that they're still in the conversation despite having ten losses. For now it's whatever, you know, until selection Sunday and then if BYU's in or out, that's really the moment of truth. But yeah, it is, it is exciting. And in the latest yeah, in the latest bracketology by Joe Lenardi, who many consider the lead bracketologist, uh, the most credible one, and he has the loudest microphone with the mothership at ESPN, saying that BYU's the last team in. Here's the problem, though. He's kind of one of the only people's or organizations saying BYU's in. He's one of three that we saw yesterday. Yeah. Yahoo? Two, yeah, 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 two or three. And then many of the others say, no, nope, not in. But that's the nature of the bubble. You're either barely in or barely out. So if BYU can be Gonzaga... They, that helps. That helps you get in a little bit. I still don't believe BYU is going to get in at large. I think they have too much damage really? on their resume. You still, even with the 38 RPI as of yesterday and a strength of schedule of 32, and them being the last team in before Gonzaga. This is pre-Gonzaga, and Joel Lenardi has them in. If they beat Gonzaga, they're not leaving. Last, they're not leaving in his bracket. Last week at the. Mock selection with several bracketologists and some of the members of the selection committee. Joe Lenardi was the only guy bringing up BYU in that room. He brought them up, made a spirited defense of BYU, and then they didn't come up again. Why? 
because they're not going to get in that large. They have too many bad losses. Now, there's still a ton to play for, though. If BYU beats Gonzaga, you go and... But BYU's going to hammer Portland Saturday. They will. They're going to hammer them. And then you go to San Diego. That's a tough game on the road. You win those. You win your quarterfinal. Now you're, now you're in a position to get another win, hopefully, against St. Mary's. And then you're playing probably the Zags for the tournament title that you probably need to win. Probably. I'll it's s- momentum and seeding. A lot to play for still. I'll say this about Portland. This is the only thing I'm going to say about Portland on today's show. Bobby Sharp will not go 8 for 13 if BYU points. leaves him wide open for every shot. I mean, they can they can let him just stay out there, shoot it. He will not go 8 for 13 in the Marriott Center wide open. Over under 7.5 points on Saturday for under. Bobby Sharp. Yeah. Under. I'm going to go over. He'll get 8. Oh, he's going to score 8. <laughs> going out he on had, a limb. 27 in triple overtime. Against BYU? Well, We've been talking about the brackets every day, it seems like, for the past three or four weeks. And we should. It's that time of year, baby. But it's, it's wonderful. It's such a fluid situation. The good thing for BYU is a lot of other bubble teams are <coughs> choking. Thanks, Eric Mika. Hey, settle down. <laughs> <laughs> Don't, do not go there. But they are. That's the best thing for BYU is other bubble teams are losing games they should not lose. That, that's great. So we should be focusing on those other teams like West Virginia and Oklahoma State, Baylor. You know like, what? We let's, need to be watching those teams as well. Let's do that tomorrow. Let's up. Let's update where those teams are at and how they've fared. Because BYU has this. I. I, I think. I don't think they're going to get in based on what I think is going to happen with everybody. But there is this crazy chance that they do get in. There. And if they do barely, and they're probably a playing game. They're alive. The brackets are alive. I love it so much. Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet. Tweet. What is bigger for BYU basketball, the win at St. Mary's or a potential win at home against Gonzaga? Use the hashtag BYUSN, at sports underscore blue. A win at home against Gonzaga would be bigger. No contest. Ranked opponent with a better RPI and strength of schedule. Oh, really? Well, if BYU doesn't beat St. Mary's, then it's just not. You don't, you don't care nearly as much at sports underscore blue. But it's a bigger game. It is. At Michael King 330. Lost to Pacific is the biggest. <laughs> That's uh, well played. That's well played. No, the, what's BYU's worst loss? At uh, well, LMU? At RPI-wise, LMU. LMU. Well, they're 164. No, that's the worst. We're talking about the biggest. Okay. At DeYoung, 1993. Right now, win against Gonzaga. Right now. That's interesting. It's The next game is not necessarily the biggest. Gonzaga a lot of people, is a lot of people think biggest. that, though. Is Gonzaga bigger than Iowa State? Ooh, that, that's the topic for another day. I think perhaps. it is, because of conference playing at the end of the year. The radio voice of the BYU Cougars, Greg Rebell, joins us next. We'll ask him which game is more important in his mind. Gonzaga or St. Mary's? Find out next. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Tyler Haas, and you are in BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Go Cougs! Tyler Haas and the BYU Cougars coming off a great win against St. Mary's and hoping for another great win against Gonzaga. Why are you ignoring me, Jerem? <laughs> Have we started the segment again? <laughs> Three, two, and one. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio 2 at BYU Broadcasting. Follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. You can also follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Starting March 6th, we'll be live in Las Vegas for the WCC Tournament. That includes the first ever simulcast of BYU Sports Nation, continuing on BYU Radio, and then now on BYU TV. Join us for the maiden voyage of the only university-run national radio show now coming to live 
television on BYU TV starting March 6th in Las Vegas. That is fantastic. We're so excited. What is bigger for BYU, the win at St. Mary's or a win at home versus Gonzaga? Use the hashtag BYUSN to keep your responses coming in. I just got a good one into my arsenal that I'm going to share with you in a bit, Jeremy. You got someone's got someone on the Spencer Good train. Good for you, Spencer Train, the radio voice of the BYU Cougars and the coolest Canadian friend of the program, Greg Revell, back in the hot seat. Greg, have you managed to satisfy your thirst for Olympic curling amidst your busy schedule? Yeah, I DVR'd the um, the Canadian women's semifinals. <laughs> I, I got up this morning, avoided Twitter, and, uh, and and was able to watch the match, kind of speeding through and catch the the best of each end, and so. Uh, yeah, Canada, you know, with a huge win over Great Britain this morning in women's curling to, to qualify for the gold medal game. So Jennifer Jones wrinkle play for the gold. And that's big because Canada hasn't won gold in women's curling in a long time, 1998 actually. So, um, so that's huge. And then uh, right now I'm splitting my viewing between live Canada-Latvia hockey and online Canada-China men's semifinals in curling. And uh, Canada's up 7-4 to four in the 8th end, so looking good for Canada to play for two, for two curling gold medals right now. That's incredible. I'll tell you what, Kevin Nixon had a great tweet, former BYU Cougar, of course the guy that hit the, the infamous 55-footer in the 1992 infamous, WAC championship famous. game. The famous. Yeah, the fam- that's true. It's so famous, it's infamous. He said, I love curling. It reminds me of raising daughters. I, I have no idea what's going on, but it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it's uh, it's something I grew up with, and uh, and and uh, you know you, you never kind of lose your love for it, and you know it's 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 the only time I really get to see it on TV. I mean, uh, you know, no one really televises world championships, and and you know the Canadian stuff is all limited to you know viewing when you're in Canada. So this is a great time of year for me. BYU Sports Nation curling analyst Greg Rubel joins <laughs> BYU Sports Nation. Uh, Greg, before we talk BYU hoops, I have five curling trivia questions for you. Oh boy, this this may not turn out well. <laughs> I have not I have not warned Greg of this at all. Okay, here we go. Number one, what is the CCA? The Canadian Curling Association. Yeah, heck yes, it is. Number two, how's your delivery? Um, well, um, I, I I mean, just purely left-handed, right-handed. Or are we talking about do you raise it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I've got a, I've got a pretty smooth uh, left-handed delivery. I'll say. Okay. Yeah. Number three, what is the free guard zone? Free guard zone. The first four stones um, of, of each end are free guard. So that, that means you can't displace any of the first four stones that are placed between the, uh, the hog line and the tee that are outside the house. That is unbelievable. What, what is it? my definition right here? The area between the hog line and the tee line, <laughs> excluding the house. Number four, what is a hack? Uh, the hack is where, you place, uh, is, is where you place your foot as you begin your delivery. That's right. Like I know. What is a hogger? Last but not least, what is a hogger? A hogger. Um, a, a stone that doesn't make it over the hog line. That's right. Gregor Bell, five Gre- for five. Gregor Bell, yep. In curling trivia questions. Very nice. Okay, now that we've got the important things out of the way, Greg, <laughs> we've determined that you are indeed a curling expert, which is fantastic. St. <laughs> Mary's and Gonzaga, both huge games on BYU's schedule every year. Today we're asking our Twitter followers, which is the bigger win at St. Mary's or the possibility of a win against Gonzaga at home? Which side of the uh, the argument do you take there? Well, uh, it, well, 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 it must be said that the St. Mary's game sets up the Gonzaga game. Uh, it's got to be Gonzaga. Uh, it's the better team um, and, and, and the higher RPI and, and, and the more cachet. And so at this time of year, um, knowing that, uh, you know, essentially you've got to kind of get on a, get, get on a roll right now and any loss would kind of disrupt 
uh, any bubble conversation. Um, what happened at St. Mary's gets somewhat negated if you don't win the Gonzaga game. So for me, it's kind of easy. It's got to be Gonzaga. Gregor Bell, the radio voice of the Cougars, is on BYU Sports Nation. Greg, our big picture conversation the last couple of weeks has been, is BYU going to get an at-large? Uh, does that possibility exist? I think that after Thursday's loss to Pacific, that that window all but closed, that there's this maybe... All but. All but. Ch- yes. Tiny, all but. maybe if other teams lose and BYU wins out, and it, I mean, they're still. do you think BYU still has uh, a chance to get an at-large? I really do, and, and I think, but I, but I think it, it, it involves... Um, five successive wins at this point. It would make it six um, with uh, the St. Mary's game concluded, but I think it really means winning your next five games. Uh, I think that's the one way that BYU uh, gets an at-large, is getting to 23 wins on Selection Sunday. And, um, and it, it's interesting because, you know, the, the, the Pacific game, you know, is kind of the latest, you know, quote-unquote, you know, bad loss. They're all kind of relative, you know, when, when you talk about what's a good loss and a, and a bad loss. But it's, well, what's interesting about this season is that BYU's had so many good wins it didn't have last year when it avoided the bad loss. BYU had a very middling season last year. Uh, no wins that really uh, raised eyebrows and no losses that said you just can't have that or it's a brutal loss. This year, um, they've, had, they've had a number of great wins, very nice wins, and yet a few of those losses that are kind of the puzzlers. And so it's been an interesting season that way. But I do think in the end the value of BYU's good wins can get BYU into the tournament um, as long as they get hot at the right time. And if they were to win their next five, I think they would, they, they would have won 10 of 12 uh, to end the season. That is, that is saying beat Gonzaga, beat Portland, beat San Diego, win your first two in Vegas. And then even if you lose in the title game on uh, Title Tuesday in Las Vegas, uh, you'd have won 10 of 12. You'd have those five wins. You'd have that, uh, you know, that, that 23-win tally I was mentioning before. I think that would be enough. Um, and by the way, Canada just scored against Latvia with 623 period. So uh, Rick Nash just scored from the slot, I believe, or was it Patrick Sharp? Either way, uh, Canada's up one nothing on Latvia. So I, I think I, I do think that, that considering the, the way that BYU's schedule uh, was composed this year, I think 23 and 11, uh, 24 and 10 gets you in. So to you, the uh, the good wins are better than the bad losses on BYU's resume. Because the bad losses came um, on the road in league. Yes. You know, I, yep. I, I, I think everyone understands that in conference play, it's a totally different deal. And, and the losses did come away from home. And so that's, you know, that, that, that's a bit of a mitigator. Uh, one of the losses was to a, a team that also beat Gonzaga. Um, you know, one of the losses, you know, that, that, that same loss was in triple overtime. That's kind of an unusual game in and of itself. Um, you know, the, the LMU game, just because we all know how that game went, the LMU game was the one game where BYU just wasn't in it. You know, just didn't seem to have a chance to win it. And the other games were different that way. Uh, results are results, but I think that uh, uh, the committee would look a little more favorably on those losses, considering they came away from home in league play and considering uh, the entirety of BYU's schedule, which was a very ambitious and challenging one this year. Greg Rebell, the radio voice of the BYU Cougars on BYU Sports Nation. And you gave us the Canadian update. Rick Nash is a large man, by the way. Love to watch him play hockey. America and the Czech Republic tied at one apiece. You know who's not going to be meddling this year? Russia. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. On, on their you know, home ice. Yeah, and they, they've got a weird deal going on because I think what they really tried to do with the composition of their team this year was to prove how much their domestic league um, had improved in caliber, and I, th- I think it was really domestic heavy, and um, and and 
it, it just, I, I had a weird feeling from the start. I, I think a lot of people thought that that team wasn't maybe as, as dominant as past Russian teams, and, and you know, they clearly got exposed by a, a really tactically sound a hockey team today, and, and uh, I, I think the best hockey still to come. I think, I think Friday and Sunday will be the best hockey of the tournament. Gregor Bell, radio voice of the Cougars, is on BYU Sports Nation. Huge game with Gonzaga tomorrow night. Uh, you can listen to Greg uh, on BYU Radio tomorrow, starting at uh, 10 Eastern pregame, 11 Eastern. The game, a late tip on ESPN2 as well. Do you expect BYU, who's played so well at home, Greg, to beat Gonzaga tomorrow night? I do. Uh, I, I, I just think that BYU is going to um, you know, get on that roll we talked about before and, and get to a place that uh, puts them in a strong position on Selection Sunday. Um, you know, there are some things working against BYU, uh, you know, primarily the, the health of two, um, of two key players, and, and Luke Worthington's become a key player in the last two weeks, interestingly. Uh, you know, Kyle Collinsworth's uh, you know, certainly the, uh, um, the more uh, noticeable of the two injured guys right now. But I think that what Luke's done lately, uh, you know, puts him in a position to have to perform as well for BYU to maximize his potential uh, tomorrow night, especially as how big uh, Gonzaga is. So I think Luke will actually have to play a role uh, tomorrow night. So you hope he's feeling well. And uh, Kyle Collinsworth, um, you know, the hope is to get him practicing today and see how he looks and have him, uh, you know, ready for tomorrow night. Uh, Coach Rose told us last night on his coach's show that Kyle told him the only issue will be a little bit of discomfort, uh, that, that the MRI was, you know, structurally sound, structurally clean, but, you know, there is some swelling and there will be some pain. And so it's just a matter of how Kyle can work through that uh, tomorrow night. But certainly on, on the night of the St. Mary's game, uh, playing uh, with considerable pain uh, and certainly discomfort, he uh, managed to uh, really contribute for BYU. And, uh, and, and, and that, that was an inspiring performance, I thought, Saturday Moraga. Greg Rubel on BYU Sports Nation. For me, the key to beating Gonzaga is, is the key in, against most league foes this year, Greg, and that's defend the three-point line. Just find a way to get a hand in shooters' faces. You know, Gonzaga's only been outshot from the arc seven times in 27 games this season. And from the field, they've only been outshot twice all year. Uh, it's a very good offensive team, and, 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 and they can play it at a variety of tempos. And, and in the game, they beat uh, BYU in, in Spokane, 10 threes in that game. Uh, they've scored uh, eight, nine, or ten threes in three of the last four games. So that's who they are, and BYU's the team that, uh, that will sometimes take as few as eight threes in a game, as they did Saturday in St. Mary's. And so uh, two very different looks uh, for, you know, for these teams right now. I would say you know, rebounding is, is, is a key as well. Uh, but Gonzaga has been out-rebounded in three of their last six conference games. They're still finding a way to win those games. And BYU did outboard uh, the, the Zags in Spokane. The Zags still found a way to win that game. Uh, BYU's issues this year in league play have come at the perimeter. Uh, their, their, their road losses in conference play have seen teams average about 11 threes a game. And, and I think if, if Gonzaga's up around that number, then BYU better be up in the, uh, in, in, in the 8 to 10 region itself uh, to have a good shot in this one. Gregor Bell, radio voice of the Cougars, is on BYU Sports Nation. Switching to football for a moment, Greg. We do it every day. Let's do it right now. The Countdown to Connecticut. Countdown to Connecticut. 190. 190 days until Connecticut. What can you tell us about that matchup? No, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, now, now is, it, is that 190 presuming it's a Thursday game? That's correct. Okay. Because yeah, it might go to a Friday. Yes, I've, I've heard that as well. But, but that it. has not changed. You've got to change your countdown protocol. We, we will have to change it if that happens. For now, it's 190. I can't bear adding well, another if, day. If it never does change, you just play the same one the next day and you're fine. Yes, I will still good. sing a lot. Well, yeah, we could just tape it you know, yeah. at that point. We could pre-produce it. But BYU playing a game in Connecticut, 
No, I'm not going to break it down. I'm just kidding. Yeah, okay, no, B- don't go there. BYU and the, I always want to every day. BYU has five guys at the NFL Combine. Who bet? Who will better their stock the most? Uh, Latvia just scored, guys. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all who good. Will, who will the, better the United, and the United, United States, States just scored. On the so U.S. Are we, up two. Are we having a Canada-U.S. rivalry, even though they're not even yes. playing right now? Yep. Is that going down? What's happening in the U.S. Canada game? Two one uh, U.S. I mean, in the Canada Czech game. U.S. US is up two one on Czech, Czech Republic. Two one U.S. Yeah, I just flipped over that. Okay, so um, uh, and you're who, a dual who, citizen, who right? Sto- uh, well, no, I'm actually I'm actually naturalized. You're naturalized. Yeah. Okay. So who will better their stock the most? Um, you know, can, can Kyle Van Noy do much more than he did at the Senior Bowl? Is the question because I think what he did there was um, what, what, what was maybe increase his stock more than than he might be able to do at the combine. Um, you know, Wanda Yunga, you kind of take out of the equation, right? He's 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 uh, he's banged up, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and then so, so now, you're, now you're talking about Ethan and uh, and Danny and Cody and who else are we talking about and Hoffman and uh, Cody Hoffman yeah uh, you know maybe uh, maybe it's uh, maybe it's Daniel Sorensen you know I I I, I don't know how much a guy like Ethan can show uh, from his position in, in those kind of situations um, so you know I'll, I'll just kind of throw it out there and say Danny but uh, but Ethan uh, I, I I think he'll actually find himself to be in a really good spot. Um, uh, on draft day, I, I think for the kind of role he's going to be asked to fill, uh, there are a few, very few guys that do it as effectively as he did at the college level. But uh, I'll just throw Danny out there and, and see how things go next week. Okay. Does he have a future with an NFL team as a special teams expert? Because he was the man for BYU. I think so. I, I think that's how some people said they might even you know kind of focus on him. Um, but uh, he's a guy that has um, you know all the desire in the world to make it to that level. And um, he seems pretty intent on uh, in, intent on getting there. Greg Rubello. What, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about stock and who's going to jump it up the most? I I think that Cody Hoffman has the most approved. Yeah, the most approved. He has the potential to improve his draft stock just because of uh, the position group that he's involved in. Um, but I don't I don't think Daniel Sorensen is. Uh, that far behind. I think he's a guy that not a lot of people know about other than yeah. the few scouts that have seen him excel on special teams. So I, I like Daniel Sorensen. Like just because he's a little bit under the radar yeah. you know, that, that, that way. But, and he has uh, a specialized skill that could be used that has yeah. kind of been unnoticed but could yeah. get noticed. Yeah. Greg, fantastic stuff. Always nice to have you on the program. Have a great call against Gonzaga tomorrow. and uh, We look forward to the Canada-U.S. final. Yes, we do. Or another another semi-final. Semi-final. gold medal we game. Hope it turns oh. out that way because semi-final. Friday, Friday morning could be epic. It's too bad they can't meet in the gold medal game, of course, yeah. the way it turns out. But uh, yeah, it'll be like a gold medal game in terms of intensity if those two meet up on Friday morning. So thanks, guys. Appreciate the uh, um, the conversation. I'm glad I came through on the curling trivia. There's a lot of pressure <laughs> there. Five for five. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and we'll, see how, uh, we'll see how these teams uh, uh, shake out in the uh, gold medal matches for curling as well. So. Sounds good. Thanks, Greg. See you guys. What is bigger for BYU, the St. Mary's win on the road or a win at home against Gonzaga? Use the hashtag BYUSN and let's get back to the Twitter machine. You've got tweets. At at CVD6262. How about a less obvious debate? 16-ounce steak or broccoli? Oh, come on! What? St. Mary's is not broccoli. Beating Go- <laughs> He says beating Gonzaga would be the biggest of the season. Gonzaga, if Gonzaga's steak, then St. Mary's is chicken. To me. At J underscore Parker 521. Some people like chicken better than steak. That's nice. The next game, man up. The next game is always bigger <laughs> than the last. Not always. I disagree with that. Like, Portland's not bigger than Gonzaga. The, the winning at St. Mary's gave BYU attention. It put them back on the map. After a loss to Pacific, 
back in the bubble conversation. No, no, I, I they were still in the bubble people, conversation. They no, they were they were done after Pacific. Not they with, were done. Not with your boy Lenardi. He had him. He had him out, dude. The, like the fourth team out, and then they went to the first team out. They were three, three spot difference. Now they're in. They weren't. They haven't played. Now right. they're in. So they've shifted five out. Is like they're not the first four out. They're like the next four. Or Every whatever. other tournament bracket had them out after the loss to Pacific. They, they still. They still out. have not them even, out. Not even in the conversation. They were not Several even in the conversation. Still after. have BYU out after the win at St. Mary's. That apparently was so incredible. The national come, experts come to on. BYU. It was really big to BYU. That was a really good win. And to it was national bracketologists. It was not everyone. I didn't say everyone. I said national bracketologists. Select. <laughs> Trade rumors in the NBA that include Jimmer Fredette. Oh, by the way, is that a big deal or no deal? That's just one of the five hot topics we banter about after this. Keep it here. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. We're doing it live. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. We're in Studio 2 at BYU Broadcasting and on your BYU radio dial, wherever that may be. Or on the BYU radio app. Or on the TuneIn app. TuneIn yep. app for Android and any other device ever created by mankind. That's the phone, <laughs> I guess. Jerem Jordan breaking down. Hey. There are so many ways to listen to it, but now you can watch beginning March 6th from the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. And so that's on BYU TV, the BYU TV app, Roku, online, all sorts of places. So basically there's no excuse now to not listen to the show on radio. It's accessible. Uh, it's not on your dial unless you have Sirius XM, but uh, you can listen to it through your radio or through your phone. And then on your phone, you can watch it. On your iPad, on your computer, on your Roku, on your television. Big deal, no deal in two minutes. But first, let's recap some top stories and headlines. First, in Joe Lunardi's ESPN latest bracketology, he has BYU basketball as the last team in before the Gonzaga game, which makes Thursday night's contest even bigger. Where will they be if they can knock off the Zags in Provo and remain perfect in conference play on their home floor? The NFL Combine just days away. Five different BYU players invited. Cody Hoffman will be the first to go. His drills take place on Sunday. We just talked to Greg Rebell about who has the chance to improve their draft stock the most. He thinks maybe Daniel Sorensen because he's an under-the-radar guy. Cody Hoffman, I think because of his position group as a wide receiver, uh, he has work to do. I mean, he, he's got some things to show if he wants to get noticed. Vanoy, Unga, Manu Maliuna, Sorensen, uh, Monday, and then Tuesday, Tuesday for Sorensen. So those guys uh, in the mix. Kyle Collinsworth, injury update. He'll be playing at less than 100% uh, tomorrow against Gonzaga. No structural damage after an MRI on Monday. Luke Worthington, shoulder sprain, practiced yesterday, but he's sore. It sounded like Kyle didn't practice yesterday. He was just on a bike, hoping to get him practicing today. BYU-Gonzaga tomorrow, 9 p.m. Mountain Time tip-off, 11 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. You can listen to Greg Rebell. ESPN 2. ESPN 2, sorry. And BYU on BYU Radio as well. Okay, what? Uh, now the headline of the day. What is a hogger, Jerem? What's a hogger from our... Don't, don't look. Don't look. What is a hogger from our curling conversation? Uh, I'm not looking at all. A shot that comes to rest short or on the hog line and is removed from play. <laughs> Cheater. Cheater. How in the world... Here, you want me to ask you one? What's a spinner? That one wasn't discussed today. Uh, rock thrown with excessive spin. Okay, well, I could have pieced I that know, together. Okay, in, 
for those uh, in states that can curl, that's cool. I've never curled. I'm going to go do it at the Olympic Oval in Kearns. Twelve bucks. They have an instructor. I've looked this up. They have an instructor. You can go learn how to curl. Of course, I'm going to go do it. How's your We've del- got to go do this. How's your delivery, Jerem? Uh, my verbal delivery. <laughs> no, I'm trying your, to make your it rich and delivery. creamy. Well, oh, probably terrible. You know what we should do right now? Play big deal, no yep. deal. Big deal, no deal. That okay. was basically, Jerem. Uh, let's just move on. Yep, okay. that was. I'm glad you picked <laughs> up on that one. Five juicy topics to discuss. Uh, Mainly BYU-centric, but nonetheless, they create some intriguing discussion. So we will lay out all five for you one at a time, and then Jeremy and I will tell you, big deal or no deal. Let's go number one. Number one, big deal, no deal. BYU is in, according to Lenardi, this morning. Big deal! It is a big deal. I kind of said big deal like it wasn't a big deal, but it is a big deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in fact, i got to be careful with my inflection. That's a huge You're deal for careful me. Careful with your delivery. Because BYU has not even played Gonzaga yet. They just beat St. Mary's, and already they are back in the conversation with 10 losses. They have 10 losses, and they're the last team in. It is a big deal because they can now improve that stock even more, facing, in your mind, the biggest game of the year tomorrow. No deal. BYU is not going to get in at large. It's just about seeding and momentum at this point. How can you say that if they're the last team in before Gonzaga? How can you say that? Because it's one guy. If he was the only guy making the he's selections, the he's the, he's, he was the only guy at mock selection last week in BYU's corner. No, they didn't come up again. In 2011, how many guys had VCU making the NCAA tournament? Listen, that's one example no, of one you, team making it Is there it not happen. a controversy every year that in the was, tournament? There's always a team that gets in and everyone's like, I can't believe that team got in. BYU has a better record and resume than those teams. Listen, I'm... I'm projecting to the end of, okay, I don't think that enough teams will drop out of BYU's way to, for BYU to get in. Plus, BYU's got to beat Gonzaga. I think that's going to happen. But then they need to get to the, they're going to have to beat St. Mary's likely a third time. It's hard to beat a team three times in a season for some reason. Look at Jimmer Fredette and BYU in 2011 against San Diego State. Beat them in the regular season. A great win against the show in San Diego, who's so awesome. They, they were tweeting at BYU last night when they played Utah State, like, Mormons coming to town again. It was weird. And then in the title game, <laughs> BYU played San Diego State and got blown out, but it didn't matter. BYU got at large as a three. BYU's not in that same position this year. No you know, deal. You know what I got from all of that that you just said? The show? I, I, just, heard the, I just heard big deal. That's, I just heard you screaming big deal. No deal. Let's do number two. Kyle Collinsworth playing at less than 100% tomorrow. That's not, that's not really a big deal for me because he's playing. If he's healthy enough to play, that's the big deal. If he wasn't playing, it would be an enormous deal, but he's playing. So if he's 80%, 90%, Kyle Collinsworth is still a really good player at 80 or 90%, and so I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't, he came in and played right after the injury against St. Mary's. Was he effective? Yep. So I don't think it's a deal tomorrow. He's, he's effective tomorrow again. This is a huge deal. He could have been playing against St. Mary's on pure adrenaline, and now it's swollen up. Uh, and he had an MRI. Luckily, no structural damage there. But what if he's sixty-five? Exactly. What no if, structural damage. What if he's sixty-five percent? He wouldn't and play not, and not ninety. He wouldn't play if he, he was sixty-five percent. No, he's going to play against Gonzaga with the stakes this high. At large, still, if the at large is still there, he's got to play, and he would play. If it's not there, then it's like, hey, don't worry about it. We'll just 
work on momentum into the tournament. Kyle Collins this was 65%, is a big deal. even if he was 65%, which he's not, he's better than that, is still like We don't a, know a, a that he's option. better than that. We have, we have no idea. You, he's better than 65%, or he wouldn't be How do you know that? I, it's I'm, a, can it's I, a, I guess? Can I guess? Sure, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it's a big deal that he's less than 100%. BYU needs him at as good as they can get him, because it's a big game with a really good team. I like your passion today. Let's go number three. Jimmer Fredette's name circulating in trade rumors again. Anytime Jimmer Fredette's name is mentioned, it's a big deal across BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, he's playing well. He had that 24-point outburst in New York. A lot of people watched that game. That that became a trending topic nationwide. Jimmer. Is on your set. Oh. Yes. Okay, it's a big deal because of those ga- the way he's playing this year. He is now involved in trade conversations, like because of the way he's playing. So Jimmer being involved for me, that's a big deal. You won't believe what Chad Ford, ESPN NBA insider, said. And I'm going to tell you right now, a professor at BYU Hawaii, by the way. He said Jimmer Fredette would be the leading scorer for the Lakers if he played on that team this year. Wow, how do you argue that? I'd love to see it. I would love to see it. It's a big deal. Uh, I'm going to go no deal because it's just rumors. How about he actually gets on another team and then we see what happens? Like a lot of Jimmer's NBA career right now has just been potential and the hope that he could, could do something. And then he had a great game against the Knicks and it was fun, you know, but I want to see more from him. He needs more volume. He's the number one three point field goal percentage shooter in the NBA right now at 49.3%. That is amazing. But he has the fewest makes of anybody. He barely qualifies. But he qualifies. The dude needs more volume and a chance to prove himself at a higher level. So I say no deal about rumors. How about a trade happens or it doesn't? By the way, I've seen a couple of teams mentioned, the Brooklyn Nets and most recently the Cleveland Cavaliers, talking about a trade that would maybe involve Jimmer Fredette of the Sacramento Kings. Jimmer and Della Vadova. That'd be fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Because Jimmer beat Della Vadova, Della Vadova's sophomore year. At South Padre At the South Padre Island invitation. Hit a three at the very end of that game. Let's do number four. Bronson Confuci in the weight room with the football teammates. This is a big deal because he's chosen to focus on football. He wants to play in the NFL. Of course it's a big deal. You don't think it was a hard decision to say no to basketball and focus solely on the gridiron? And he's moving positions. Like He needs all the time he can get with the football team, in the weight room, in front of the film room. Like not Watching film, I should say. It's a big deal for him to focus on football because that's where his aspiration lies. I think it's a big deal for a different reason. BYU needed him on the basketball team this year. They needed uh, his defense. They needed his fouls. Luke Worthington. I I think Luke's doing that. He is, but now he has a shoulder sprain. I mean, BYU's missing a post player. They're missing a post scorer. Bronson would not have been a post scorer, but his defense helped BYU in the second half of the season last year, I thought. Plus, he was a fan favorite. It would have just been fun to see Bronson hammer someone again. Hopefully, it's a good, clean, hard foul and not anything malicious, but... Trust me, the play of the year in some fans' minds last year, Kelly Olenek yep, yep. coming down the lane and getting the Hulk smash from Bronson Kafusi. <laughs> he, said, he said that some people call him the Hulk. Like That came from Bronson's mouth in studio with us on BYU Sports Nation this week. We did the top five plays. We were going to say hits, but we just did plays on Monday with him. Four, four were football plays. Number one, <laughs> number was, one was a Kelly basketball Hulk. play. Yeah, <laughs> Bam! Oh, so good. Gonzaga hates Bronson Kafusi, man. They do. They're so they happy he's, he's not playing. Thug. They're so happy he's not playing. Number five. 
Spoiler alert, U.S. up 3-1 at the end of the first period. Big deal, no deal. Russia, no medal in hockey. Okay, first of all, big deal that the Americans are winning. Woo! Uh, okay, so that's an audible, but Russia not meddling in hockey on their home ice with the pressure that they have from Putin? I mean, <laughs> this is so, I'm worried for them. I'm really worried for that team. I think they're going to be publicly humiliated somehow. Like, it's this is not a good thing for Russia. Did I'm you see, worried for the players. Did you see Doug Gottlieb's tweet? Something like, there's a special medal at the bottom of the Black Sea <laughs> waiting for the Russian hockey team. Oh, my uh, goodness. So I saw someone else tweet out, well, things could be worse for Russia. Wait, wait. Nope, nope. They could not be worse for Russia. Yeah, th- this is a big deal. There's no way of working around it. That Russia does not medal. I thought that would have been fun for the U.S. to... Possibly beat Canada and then beat Russia again for the gold medal. That would have been cool. Instead, hopefully BYU, BYU, the U.S. It's like the same team. Might to as me. well. Uh, BYUSA holds on to the holds on to the lead against the Czech Republic and then could play Canada in the semis. That would be nice. So Russia will not medal in hockey for the third straight Winter Olympics. Unbelievable. That's that's just a big deal, and everybody's talking about that. Everybody's talking about that. What is bigger for BYU, the win at St. Mary's or a win at home versus Gonzaga? Keep your responses coming using the hashtag BYUSN. Up next, four different BYU athletes working to defend conference titles this weekend. Say what? Four? You bet. We break it down in a loaded Cougar whip around. We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Taysom Hill, and you are listening to BYU Sports Nation. Taysom Hill and the BYU Cougars just 190 days away. Let's go! Let's do it. From this. the season opener against Connecticut, assuming that game's on a Thursday. But as Greg Rebell brought up, could be a Friday. We'll break it down. Fear listen, not. Listen, we're it's all 190 over that. until there's some official. Exactly. Name. We are all over it. You know what time it is, dude? Time to whip. Yep. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Golf. The women's team finished third at the Jim West Challenge in Texas yesterday. Alex White was BYU's top golfer, finishing seventh. The men's team starts today at the Wailua Golf Course in Hawaii. Wailua. Wailua. Jealous at the John Burns yes. Intercollegiate. Tennis. The 71st ranked team from BYU. There's 71 ranked teams. <laughs> Is every team ranked? Is there like a 119th ranked team? BYU brought in two votes this week to okay. finish 71st in the whatever rank. Yeah, so I had to call a 20-second timeout there for a second just to process that. Back back to the tennis. The 71st-ranked Cougars travel north to 44th-ranked Utah. Believe Upset it. the Utes! It's a top 75 matchup on the hill. Swimming and diving. The Mountain Pacific Sports Federation Championships are today through Saturday in Los Angeles. Big deal for swim and dive. BYU has four returning conference champs in Jordan Fletcher, Brent Murray, Nicholas Suter, and Haley Campbell who will try and retain their titles. Good luck to all four of them. Yeah, MPSF Championships. Big deal. fantastic. Okay, tomorrow. How about Dave McCann one more time from Sochi, Russia? Our friend of BYU Sports Nation, uh, working hard for KSL out of Salt Lake City, covering the Olympics, uh, and doing a great job. Tells some really, really fun stories last time about his his security guard, uh, his bodyguard. That, he, that he's trying to soften up. Yeah, you remember that guy's name? I can't remember his name. Oh, I can't uh, either. We'll have to ask Dave about him again. Ivan the Terrible? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I don't know. No, actually, he sounds like a really fantastic guy. Gonzaga play-by-play Tom Hudson, and I say Gonzaga because of Tom Hudson. He, he, told us he it's clarified it. it. It is not Gonzaga. It's not Gonzaga. Gonzaga. It's not a gun. It's Gonzaga. Gone. Like gone from the Marriott Center with a loss. We heard it. Nice. I like what you did there. 
We heard it from the play-by-play voice of the Bulldogs, so believe it. Also, Jeff Benedict. You remember him? He wrote The System, The Glory and Scandal of College Football. I read that. I finished that like a month ago. Amazing book. Really good. If you haven't read it, check it out. He has a Sports Illustrated cover story on one Jabari Parker. He kind of specializes in the LDS athletes that are at the highest levels in college athletics and now pro athletics. He did a story on Ziggy Ansah. He's followed Kyle Van Noy and now with Jabari Parker. Very, very good guy. Really insightful guy. Excited to have him back on the show. LDS guy doing a story on another LDS guy. Who gets our rise and shout today? That's a good question. Should we give it to Greg Rebell for being the curling expert? Sure. Five for five on the curling trivia questions. Yeah, that was impressive. Gets the rise and shout. Nicely done. Like, it's one thing to be Canadian and say that you're a curling fan, but to be able to do that, to explain what a hogger is and... The hack. The hack. Well, stuff that we don't know what the heck it is. (laughs) I want to go to Kearns and learn learn this stuff and then come back and just know everything about curling. Are we going to... We should take a camera to that. I want to go with you. Like, let's let's have a curling competition. A GoPro? Okay. As we're scrubbing, brushing, I don't know the verbiage. Hey, what's bigger? BYU's bas- BYU basketball's win at St. Mary's or a home win, potentially, versus Gonzaga. Use the hashtag BYUSN. It's winter time. Hey, how about this, Jerem? At BYUJR You get one says, tweet and you're excited? Nope, I've got a few, actually. <laughs> it says, without the win at St. Mary's, a win over the Zags would be a standalone event. Together, they propel the Cougs into the postseason. Look at together. that. Together. Look at that. Together. We can do this together. Yes. Can't we just all get yep, along? we can. No. At Parker Lauren, tough choice. Win over Zags helps most, but... St. Mary's was so satisfying. Yes, kind of another one for They'll me. They'll need a hashtag Dell of a do-over for that retirement that, that's thing. That's my argument. How can you say that is not more satisfying with him, with Matthew Dell of a jersey being retired, his parents there, don't, all the St. Mary's fans, don't qualify and BYU it. What's bigger? spoils not it. Not more satisfying. And then gets back in the conversation. They're not in the conversation without that win. Beating it. Gonzaga is bigger I'm than beating St. Mary's. Arms. I'm flailing my arms all over the place to, this make, is my, a radio to show. make myself sound more important. People can't see your arms. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, at post I can't Jimmer. see your arms through the sweater either. <laughs> <laughs> One doesn't matter without the other. If they lose to St. Mary's, the Gonzaga game isn't as high stakes. Now it's huge. This is like three in a row for Spencer. At post Jimmer, Steve Pierce, this Matt Thank Carlino's you, biggest fan. Yesterday he had a tweet on our Mount Rushmore conversation that was hilarious because he's such a big Matt Carlino fan. He said, this is the Mount Rushmore, and it was four pictures of Matt Carlino. Four, four different faces. Matt Carlino. <laughs> at Spence1CA. Nice name. When at St. Mary's. Is this you, your nope. alternate account? Nope, it is not. Do you tweet at yourself? When at St. Yeah, Mary's nope. was big, but a win at home versus Gonzaga is bigger simply because it's a must-have. Now, do you think it's me? If, if I was tweeting it myself, it would certainly be like, oh, Spencer's so right. so St. Mary's looking. <laughs> <laughs> At Sir Chadwick09, Gonzaga is bigger because of the St. Mary's win, which is just, that's my whole ideology right there, is the Gonzaga game feels enormous because of what happened at St. Mary's. Listen, Gonzaga was always going to be big. It's just how big. It, it's bigger now. You're right. But it's bigger than St. Mary's. It's, oh, okay. It's bigger. At uh, Chai Sox Hawks. Uh, for confidence, the road win versus St. Mary's. Ooh. Listen, it's not like wh- one tweet is a point no, in your corner. No, no. This is one- like four or five. <laughs> 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 At Y for Life. 
Neither. The impact of both games keeps BYU on the bubble, but the impact of bad losses put us there. Come on! Hey, those happen. I need some optimism. Those happen. Put it behind you. Yep, nothing you can do about that. Hey, thanks to our guest today, Greg Rubel. Good stuff from him on curling and BYU sports and everyone on our crew. Producer Ben Bagley, senior coordinator, producer Michael Miner, station manager Don Chaline, production assistants Alan Miller, Spencer King, Sidney Carlson, and the man behind the board, Aaron Evans. At Wifel, I did say, looking at those two games exclusively, Gonzaga's bigger. So, Heck yes, it is. I did that for you, Jerem. Thank you. You're welcome. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation for show links and much more. You can listen to episodes on demand at BYURadio.org. For Jerem, I'm Spencer. You have just listened to BYU Sports Nation. Wow, wow.